live from the Fancy Me All Breed Dog Groomers in Springfield, Ohio, and brought to you by Nuvia. New look, better value. It's Nivea. I'm Delmon. <laughs> and I'm Alicia. And this is EQ2Talk. is episode number 73 and we're recording on december 8th and Allie, why don't we still have the music yet i I was making trail mix at the den meeting it wasn't happy trail mix was it it might have been it's gone now it's gonna oh then it was happy trails to the mix but let's introduce a very special guest we have coming back for his second appearance here on eq2 talk we have kyle kanderville the lead designer of everquest 2 hello Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, you have now moved into the uh, exclusive position of uh, two-timer on, oh. uh, on EQ2Talk. Uh, Windstalker moved into a three-timer. Okay. And now you are, sole, you are in sole possession of our only two-timer. Okay. <laughs> Does, I, do, we should come up with, a, with an award for that, I guess. A silver yeah. medal? A, a trophy? Yeah. <clears throat> I want an award. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a cookie. Okay. All right. Uh, we got some questions about uh, the recent expansion. There's been a lot of changes related to gear and item progression. And I think a lot of players are a little bit confused. There's been a lot of changes. Things are different from what we've seen in the past. And uh, I'll say my experience a little bit uh, with it has been uh, a little overwhelming, sometimes a little bit of deer in the headlights and uh, drinking from the fire hose all at the same time uh, because <laughs> there were so many changes I think we saw this time. Yeah, we <clears throat> we waited a bit too long, um, in my opinion, on quite a few things that we really needed to do. Uh, one of the major things was is that healing and hit points just were not growing at the same rate as other stats. <clears throat> so we made a really, I don't know how to describe it. It was <laughs> it was a <clears throat> gamble, I guess, is the best way to is to say it. Um, and we went ahead and pushed hit points and healing and all that other stuff uh, to where, you know, the other stat growth has been. So, um, yeah, it was kind of shocking for a lot of people at first. And we had, I remember the first day of beta, everyone logging in going, this must be a bug. I have 500,000 hit points. And we're saying, no, that's not a bug. You know, you're a tank and that's probably where you're going to be, you know, with that gear. And, uh, but the big thing, was that we were trying to really give people a choice with equipment, and um, we might have we might have went a bit too far, but uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, the way that the stuff is designed is with reforging in mind, and <clears throat> I think a lot of people didn't use reforging. I mean, even in raiders, I talked to raiders who didn't reforge their stuff ever, 
Um, so the idea was to give you a massive, large chunk of stats on your armor so that you can reforge those stats into stats you need and try to find combinations. For instance, uh, for Shaman, Shaman were probably, are probably looking for crit bonus potency gear with ability mod. Um, they probably might want to reforge some of the other stats on that stuff into stuff that's more useful. Uh, but, I mean, it depends on your play style, right? So one of the things I wish we would have done is I wish we would have went a little smaller on the solo heroic end and a little bigger on the raid end because raiders are a bit more open to that kind of thing. But, you know, we... we we wanted to make sure that everything was there and that you could play with it. For me, like I, I've been playing every day since it's launched and I've been playing with the reforging and the adornments and running the instances. And uh, it's like a mini game for me. Like I spend two hours playing and then an hour tweaking my gear, you know, and trying to see um, where I can make improvements and, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. I know a lot of other people are. I know there's some people that, like you said, are feel like they're drinking from the water hose. Mm. Uh, more like the fire hose, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But you were but, talking yeah. about uh, wishing that you had gone smaller with solo and heroic and bigger with Ray. Do you mean like uh, smaller changes with the stats or smaller changes with the, the loot being? Um, the the choice, the the, you know, the amount mm. of decision-making there is. Gotcha. Um, when we first went into beta, we had it. So every time you did a quest, you got to choose from six or seven different armor types. Mm -hmm. And people were overwhelmed with that. So what we did is we went back and we just we opted to, to look at every class and say, okay, we're going to give you a set that works. There really was no wrong answer. You could have just taken stuff at will, and you probably still would have been able to run uh, solo content. But a lot of people were overwhelmed, so we went and we put everything on one merchant and said, okay, here you go. You can go switch it out. So whenever you finish a quest that awards you boots, you can go look at the different boots on the merchant and say, well, basically trying to use it as a as a training ground, right? So, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> And the other thing we did is 90% of our players have to come through the overland and get that gear to even run the advanced solos because the advanced solos are not, you know, they're not the dread cutter. That was what we were shooting for. It's not three minutes and you're out. Even the advanced solo bosses have some tricks now and um, we're, we, you need the gear. Uh, so one of the other problems we had originally was we tried to, we tried to go sandboxy with the content so that um you know like you could do the quests in any order you wanted and and uh do the signature line and we realized we were setting people up for failure because mm -hmm. they were getting the signature line because the signature line is you know ooh ah and the overland quest is not ooh ah i mean which i thought they were but um <clears throat> and they go straight into the advanced solos and they get raffle stomped mm -hmm. by the stuff in there it's like yeah so we did a bunch of stuff. We made sure that people had the right amount of crit chance-ish. Uh, you might have to use some adorning if you finish the overland quests. Uh, you notice we put in messages now that tell you what your crit mm -hmm. chance is, is if it's too low. Yeah. Um, we plan on getting those into all of the instances eventually. 
um, but we did get them into the expansion ones. <clears throat> if you run the Overland quests and you get all the gear, uh, you should be pretty set up to kick butt in the advanced solo stuff. Uh, the advanced solo stuff is designed to be a, its own progression and get you into the heroics. And the heroics have, you know, two tiers of armor, uh, the first tier and then the second tier being designed to raid in. So it's a true progression. We shot for a true progression. What What do you think the player's initial reaction to that was? Basically, what have you been seeing on the forums for players? Are they, are they happy with it in general? This has been the quietest forums we've had ever on any expansion launch. So it started out real quiet, which it always does. I mean, the first day no one's posting unless there's things that are broken. And then it stayed quiet for quite a while. And people are talking about mostly, you know, a few raid items, um, not being powerful enough or being too confusing to use because, well, we can talk about that later. Yeah. It, um, it's been really the feedback has been really good. I mean, it's been kind of amazingly good. A lot of people don't know, but we had to change directions, you know, halfway through the year this year with the expansion. So, and one of the major reasons was is because we made what I call a major design flaw decision uh because we're like we weren't adding levels, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're not have we're not leveling up. And we were planning on doing uh, two overland zones, and we suddenly went, why would we do that? Why would we do two overland zones if we're not going to have levels? Which may or may not be happening next expansion. So we opted to go with a more compact, super uber, you know, overland zone that has everything in it and connects to all the dungeons and just make it kind of a big, you know, fun thing so well you can't um you can't tease like that without some a follow-up question um uh maybe maybe the next expansion will see levels is that what you just said maybe Mm, that sounds like a yes to me let me ask you will we see more floating islands uh no (laughs) (laughs) i have to say i'm a little floating island out at this point uh having played from from launch you know back in say kingdom of sky days we've seen Mm -hmm. a lot of floating things in space Mm -hmm. i'm glad there's no ice no (laughs) yes uh, the slipping and sliding Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah we're we're kind of done with ice ourselves so okay very good (laughs) yeah we're we're probably going to move on to something more tropical (laughs) <laughs> so let me ask you, you know, certainly what you were talking about earlier, there's been a lot of choice when it comes to the, with the with the gear in this expansion. And, you know, some might say the pendulum has swung so far with it, there's too much choice now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that? I think it I think it depends on the player. We we did set stuff up. So there really aren't any wrong decisions until you get. To the raid level, obviously. If you're a raid tank and you come into a raid wearing an entire DPS set and you're in uh, Reckless or what do you call it? And uh, yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> so uh, we actually had, we actually had, you know, we were doing beta and uh, I started doing raid testing <clears throat> and I got a few guilds all set up with all the new heroic gear to do raid testing. 
and I had tanks coming in with 300k hit points, you know, with mm-hmm. DPS builds. And uh, on the first boss, just being evaporated <laughs> because they were able to play like that, you know, on the Pirate Kings, mm-hmm. and uh, which is the first thing they said to me. And I said, "Yeah, well, so tanks are going to have well over a million hit points this expan, or you know, this expansion, and uh, that's what we're going for. So you might want to shoot for that." And, that. and that's kind of a bit of a mind a mindset change, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, in the past, we have been able to uh, turn and burn things. Mm-hmm. Go with DPS. Uh, your survivability is not really necessarily always in question once you kind of get things uh, get the get the encounter underhand. Um, so you're you're able just to turn and burn it. So why wouldn't you pick the DPS set? Because that's what kind of what we've been succeeding with in the past. Once we're over the script problem, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I mean, um, I think. People, especially with EQ2, should expect change every time we do an expansion. So, mm-hmm. And going forward, that's what we're going to be doing. So next expansion might be totally different than this one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's about keeping things fresh and fun. And, I mean, we might have put in a bit too much choice, but honestly, you know, you could grab random stuff out of your bag and and be okay in most of the heroic and advanced solo stuff. I'm sure you'll notice once you get the overland stuff, the overland zone becomes relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you have all the overland solo stuff, we have a lot of stuff that's designed to help you solo. So the advanced solos become much easier and much quicker. We shot for 20 minutes to 25 minutes on the advanced solos, depending on what class you are. You have the option of wearing survival gear or DPS gear or a combination of both, but uh, that's really what we shot for. <clears throat> One of the first things that I really ran into doing raid testing and stuff was people were going to the merchant and grabbing everything with the same name, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Yes, um, that makes my I, set for me. That builds and my I, set. Yeah, and I had a lot of people that were like, hey... Uh, I just grabbed the stuff with the same name because that's my set, right? Like, that's designed for me to put on and be perfect. And I'm like, yeah, no, got to think about it. Mm-hmm. The whole idea with this is to mix and match and combine, you know. Um, you want to have your survivability. You want to have your your DPS. You want to have, um, you know, we had, we, we see scouts in full DPS gear, and that's not going to cut it either. We designed it that way. It, the idea was is if you went in and put on, the entire, you know, crit bonus, uh, melee damage bonus set, you would have, you know, 250,000 hit points and mm-hmm. as a scout, and you would just pop like a balloon. <laughs> and that's the idea. The idea is, you know, no, you can't get away with that. Um, the, the idea is to think about what you're wearing and think about your gear and, and you know. And obviously, the better the better you are at your class and the more awesome you move around in the group and raid environment then you might be able to get away with more than some other people might be and it gives you this massive choice and ability to have individualistic gear that's really cool and i think it's i think it's fun like i'm having a great time with it i mean i might have a little bit better understanding of it than most people but Mm -hmm. uh, i think people just need to use the tribal knowledge and talk to people and i mean that's what i'm seeing i'm in a guild that has a ton of people and you know, I'm in a I'm in a raid guild, uh, and uh, I've seen 
a small amount of the people that are just like, screw this, you know, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people who are embracing it and having fun. So, well, as you're describing it, a lot of the stuff you're saying basically to me sounds a lot like things that we, at least Dell and I, have been talking about for a long time. And I think a lot of players have talked about for a long time wanting to see come back to the game. Things that we mm-hmm. miss about the game is the challenge mm-hmm. and the, the the way you learn to play your class and a lot of those things. But I think, at least for me anyway, <clears throat> I wasn't really prepared for this expansion. Um, mm-hmm. And part of it is I'm in a, a raiding guild mm-hmm. um, and I'm not really like uh, at that place in my life at this particular moment where mm-hmm. I can just like, you know, kind of focus on on improving my raid ability every day until I'm there. You know, I just, I can't do that. So, mm-hmm. um, and my guild has been very much wanting to not lose any steam or traction just because an expansion launched. So it's sort of like get up to speed or get the bench, find a spot, right? Right. Um, and I've been, you know, kind of had to make a decision about where to go with my game play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I really want to absorb all the changes that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't like being given information and just say, okay, I'll just follow this pattern. You know, mm-hmm. I want to learn it. I want to understand it. Right. And I don't because I haven't had the time to invest in, like, understanding all the gems and, the, you know, even look at what the cost is for, you know, how many of these tokens am I going to need, you know, the etimas. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so, but, I mean, everything you're describing – sounds like bringing exactly back to the game what I've been at least wanting for a long time. Um, and I'm, I'm really like, like at first I was like, Oh, this is so aggravating. I can't play like I did yesterday. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this before, but I'm really excited about learning all this stuff. I just don't, I can't raid right now because right. <laughs> I just can't, I can't, I don't <clears throat> want to skip over everything and just, right. you know, fill a spot. That's not me. Well, I mean, obviously, that's going to also depend on your guild and your raid guild. If you're trying to be in the top guilds, then yeah, I mean, I'm sure the curve is going to be high and it's going to accelerate and run people over. So um, hopefully people get the chance to, I mean, the the idea wasn't for you to absorb all of this at once and just like explode out the gate. The idea is that it's supposed to take time. We set it up so that it's going to take time to get your gear and it's going to take time to look at your combinations. We've given people AA templates and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this other stuff and all these other decisions to make. And the top Mm -hmm. end is really the top end now. And the Mm -hmm. top end is really for the min maxers and Mm -hmm. the people who really want to take that time. I mean, yeah, I mean. And that's the way it used to be. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people have been kind of, Uh, nostalgic for Mm -hmm. over the years, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know we've talked about it um, quite a lot. Del and I have gotten in several heated arguments about, Mm -hmm. about how, how things should be. Uh, Well, let me say this, you know, I'll, I'll admit, I think back in the day, I longed for the choice, right? Mm -hmm. When, when the game seemed to progress a little bit, each step away from choice, such that every Templar and every Necro or every Paladin was all wearing the same thing. You all mm-hmm. marched the same path, and basically you all got the same item, and you all looked the same. You were very, uh-huh. you know, very cloned of each other. And there were lists on various websites that said, "Here's the best in slot for each 
each place and where you can go get it. Mm-hmm. Here's where to chase. Yep. And I, I didn't like that because it took away my choice. I wanted choice. I wanted to be able to pick it. Mm-hmm. And now this time, I want to take back what I said. I Maybe I did <laughs> like it, right? I, I don't know what I want anymore. I, I want <laughs> what I don't have, I guess, you know? Right. Uh, and I remember talking in past fanfares to, to fellow players when, when choice seemed to be being being gradually, you know, I don't want to say taken away, but moved away from uh-huh. as an option. And I asked other players, and they said, do you, do you kind of like this regimented, you, you kill this, you get this, and you kill this and you get that, and everybody gets that. Everybody's got the same plate bracer, if you're a plate class, for example, or something like that. There's the right. heel version and the fighter version and the and the... I don't even know if we had a DPS version for plate, guys. We just had heel and fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people seem to say, yeah, they like that. I was, I was very surprised by that. I'm like, but you're giving up the ability to play your way. Mm-hmm. And they seem to say, well, my casual play, and that seems to be where EQ2 has always been progressing towards, you know, mm-hmm. being more casual friendly. Uh, things right. are more instanced. Uh, like you said earlier, uh, items, items were named for a set. Right. Mm-hmm. If you picked up the Delmon set, you knew you got one of everything type of thing. Right. You, you had it all. Right. Whatever, whatever crazy name they were given. Uh, and I'll be honest, I fell for that. I, I fell in that pit trap mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was talking to the the, uh, the gear trade merchant there up up in uh, VI. Right. I fell for that. Going, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. It doesn't all line up. Uh, and then I had to go back with you know and start taking notes. Uh, and that's something necessarily we hadn't seen. So, you know, sometimes I'm torn between the, yeah, I want a ton of choice, but do I want to invest a lot of time and effort into making spreadsheets myself? You know, uh, has the average Joe, the Joe mm-hmm. six-pack player in EQ2, does he not have time for that anymore? Right. I don't know. I mean, the idea is, is we tried to, we tried to set this stuff up, you know, so that, if you if you don't have the time, you should still function, right? You're not going to be broken uh, if you don't put the time and effort and, and the extra however much time a day it takes to tweak your gear. Um, that's why we put in templates. You can come in and set your group template and be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can absolutely wear what you get and still function. It it should it should still work, right? You shouldn't. There shouldn't be any point where you're broken because you took the wrong stuff sure we played a lot with that we played a lot with just playing through you know the instances and the dungeons and we actually did more testing this expansion than ever um and one of the things that we did that i kind of regret doing but we did it anyway was we gave everyone all the gear right like except for probably some of the later uh raid jewelry but we gave everyone all the gear <clears throat> and tried and tried to um you know like have faith that people would wear the right stuff and use it for testing the right stuff and they didn't so we had to wipe the server and take everybody's stuff again and put stuff behind you know kills and stuff like that but it ended up working um it's completely changed the way we're going to do beta in the future we will never do that again but okay. we also but we also had to do that because we changed itemization so vastly, right? So we really wanted people to see everything and see the direction we were going. I mean, we really feel like it's better. We really feel like this is better and it's more fun and more interesting. And yeah, you can you can face roll still with stuff. You know, you can say, okay, I'm going to set my group template on my AAs and I'm going to 
wear whatever drops and use whatever adornments and you should be able to get through 90% of the content. Um, yeah. And uh, I would, let me say this too. I, I, and I think Ali and I have talked about this as well in the past. We struggle with, so I'm, I'm coming out of expansion previous mm-hmm. and I'm in raid gear and maybe I'm in some of the top raid gear because we've, we've made it quite a, quite our way through progression and we land in, in Vesper Isles and it's okay. Take off that, uh, you know, that pow this or, or you know, take off uh, items from uh, Dreadcutter or Siren's mm-hmm. Grotto. Throw that aside. You know, you've got your reds, your yellows in it or whatever. It's all adorned with superiors and, and chuck that thing aside mm-hmm. and put on this thing that you just kind of, and I'll say in an exaggerated way, killed 10 rats to get. Or found mm-hmm. at the side of the road. Right, right. That's what mm-hmm. I like. It's roadkill gear. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh, that's sometimes hard to wrap your brain around, right? There I am killing the top top guys at the end uh, on the last expansion mm-hmm. and being rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. And, but now all of a sudden that reward is not doesn't have as much value anymore when I step into the next expansion. Uh, that's tough to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean, that's a good argument, but it really... I disagree. I mean, we kept Plane of War relevant for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we kept a lot of gear relevant for a long time. And uh, this was just time for a reset. Um, we, we really had to pull the Band-Aid off. We had a lot of changes we wanted to make, and we had a lot of stuff that we had to do. We had to raise hit points. It wasn't growing with the same speed as all the other stats, and it was becoming, uh, to be honest, a joke. I mean, people were running hard mode stuff and healers weren't healing and um they were standing there doing nothing and when we saw people getting to Silon Reese the final guy in Siren's Grotto and no one's healing and you know healers are complaining that they're bored mm-hmm. um i mean we knew there was a problem before that but that was kind of the final nail in the coffin as far as you know this is not going a good direction mm-hmm. and we wanted to turn healing into a basically a tug of war hit points go up they go down um <clears throat> we're still working on it i don't think that um i don't think we're exactly where we want to be but i think you can you can expect that um the major amounts of change is over right like we should be able to move forward now and keep the itemization in the path it's going and we're going to try to do what we do with Plane of War, where we try to preserve a lot of the stuff we've already done and keep it relevant for a good long amount of time, right? So, sure. uh, and, <clears throat> and let me say, too, uh, I am not at all disappointed that we will not be going back to POW. <laughs> Every time right. I saw a flag was planted in Drunder, I, I, I think a puppy dies somewhere. You know, Candor likes trash. Candor likes trash. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before, and I stand by what I say. Although, uh, in, in Candor's defense... He does itemize trash. <laughs> it, you know, you're not just killing it for the uh, sake of killing it. Yeah, I mean, with that, we were really kind of shooting, just to talk about Plane of War, we were kind of shooting for the old school EverQuest plane feel, um, the best that we could do, you know, in, in EQ2. It's a totally different game, but we were shooting for that planes feel um, that, you know. And I I don't know that we that we even we're able to, or even we, even if we are able to, but plane of war stayed pretty relevant for a long time and was a good amount of content for a lot of people. I know that a lot of people got sick of it at the end, um, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just, we just kept going back there. There was a, a lot of, uh, valuable gear there that was, 
and the longer we the longer you stayed there, it became easier to chase it. So we were able to get everybody everything that they needed, uh, minus some minus some cloaks mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, but we were able to deck everybody out, and it, it, you know, unfortunately, I was on the early curve of being rewarded out of there, so uh, I was done pretty quickly and wanted to move on. With the, and of course, you know, selfish Dell says, "I've got my gear. Let's move on to the next one." Right. S- screw the other twenty-three people. They'll just they'll just heal through. <laughs> um, yeah. But but you were saying something yeah. earlier, and I and I think it's true. As a, and as a healer, I can certainly see it with the amount of hit points now that uh, group members and especially the tanks have. Uh, during encounters before, I could just sit there, and even in heroic encounters, I'm having this problem. Uh, I'll just tap my group, group all heal, and everybody goes to full. Right now, I tap it, and they're still at forty. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I gotta go. Whoa, you know, I gotta get back to another heal here, or that that I hurry up and refresh so I can so I can heal it again, or click it again and heal them. Um, I am seeing myself have to play a little bit more. Um, aggressive with the healing uh, as opposed to the uh, either nuking or watching of TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was always shocked by that, Del. I got to be honest. I cannot even imagine doing something other than raiding besides raiding during a raid. Mm-hmm. Like, right. how do you have the ability to watch something even with the sound off? Because, I mean, I'm too busy. So I think it's great. Make make healing more of an active gameplay mm-hmm. thing. I mean, not that I know anything about healing. I don't. But it sounds, in theory, it sounds much better. What class do you play? I'm, uh, a, I'm a ranger. Oh, okay. And, I, and I'll say, too, we've rolled through a lot of the heroics, especially some of the TOV heroics. Uh, we're going with two healers. Uh, one, uh-huh. because that's we have friends, friends fall out that way that we have... Uh, uh, two healers available to us, mm-hmm. but it also takes a lot of the edge off things. Right. Uh, if I was solo healing some of these, uh, I'd be pooping my pants and sweat on my brow, I think, in a lot of these encounters, wondering, I don't know if I can get through this currently at the moment with what I've got, uh, you know, by myself. And I'll admit I'm not properly adorned. Right. Please don't tell my raid leader. Uh, and certainly not, not been reforged. Uh, the other problem is I struggle with this, too, is... Um, with this expansion, I'm I'm cycling through so much gear so quickly, mm-hmm. right? I got all my uh, quested gear and I swapped it around to get into my to get into a survivability build for myself so we could get into some raiding. Uh-huh. Uh, and now I'm now we're and then we started doing some of the um, the softer, the easier uh, heroics, mm-hmm. the non-TOV heroics. Uh-huh. And I started getting our arcane out of there, arcane level gear out of there, and I had a few cryptic uh-huh. pieces from a few advanced souls. So, so I got my I got my uh, so my quested gear, then my cryptic gear, then my uh, arcane, then comes potent. I'm turning and burning some of these so quickly. It's like by the time I stick a gem on one, the next zone I go into it, I might be like, well, I'm already replacing that 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 item's out. So I've been hesitant to uh-huh. invest a lot of in, in adornments because they're. Just gonna be stuck on items. You have so much plat, though, Dell. What difference that makes does it sense? Make? I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I think that at your level, though, what you would be doing is shooting for the tougher heroics and running them with groups and and trying to get the potent gear, which is gonna be stuff that you're not gonna replace exactly super fast, and then fill in your holes with the stuff from you know Cursed Sanctum. I mean, that's kind of the direction I would assume you would go. It, um, that's <clears> exactly <throat> where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, all that cryptic and arcane that I did pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, to some degree, I'm thankful that I didn't invest a lot of effort and time and money into adorning that. Uh, because if you ran, you know, I don't know, hive or something and you got a helm or something, right. 
we the next stop could be um you know halls of betrayal or uh mm-hmm. can't think of the other one off the top of my head at the moment but the the other tovs uh, and i could get another helm that's the exact it's either the survivability helm or the dps helm or something like that and i'm like why would I, why would i hang on to this one and thank goodness i didn't adorn it and, and spend a lot of time you know tweaking it out right I- are you going to do – aren't you going to do like two sets? Uh, for myself? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but if I get the survivability helm from Arcane, then the survivability helm and Potent. Gotcha. They're, potent trumps uh, Arcane survival. The same thing trumps it. So gotcha. it's, it's, uh, it's a mute fodder really at that point for me. Mm-hmm. But talking a little bit about adornments, can we talk about uh, mm-hmm. Um Well, first let me ask uh, who came up with that name on the team. I did. Did you think of what other word it might sound like? Sure did. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I've been referring to the lot of, a lot of times as entomans, you know, those cookies on the end of the aisle. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, and, I, and I don't know, maybe this was a knee-jerk reaction when the expansion first launched, but there was a lot of OMG-ness, everything costs so much, I'll never have enough. You look at the adornments or the recipes for adornments and the the amount of edamas that those were asking for versus what we were getting from running the zones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I think at least in my mind, I'm backing off a little bit in that position going, well, now that I'm running these zones, I'm running the daily, uh, we're getting the, the, the double the double currency bonus for being gold, gold subscribers. It's taking uh-huh. some of that edge off. Did you guys see that at all when you first launched it? The, you mean the double tokens? Well, the, the cost, you know, just, oh, my God, this stuff costs so much. So we kind of set the prices with the idea that we were going to do the double tokens for gold members. Um, and then we adjusted them a couple times because we didn't want to do. They were originally at total sticker shock, right? Um, that was probably beta right before we launched. And then we adjusted them again and then we adjusted them down again. So I'm, I'm looking at the green adornment cost and I know it's 650 and. Uh, this is one thing I at times struggle with is I want that and it's six fifty, but I gotta save, right? I gotta I gotta mm-hmm. save my allowance. But gosh darn, there are other things that I want too, and I end up spending them. Right. Uh, fortunately, I think somebody in the guild has uh, has invested the time and gotten the green adornment uh, recipe, uh, and the recipe is doing them the trade skill ways as opposed to buying them off the broker. I would imagine a lot of players are doing that to try to save uh, save as many etimas as they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, along the way, but I, I think you're right. There is a lot of sticker shock up front. Uh, are you guys happy right now with the amount of edamas that are coming in that you're seeing? Are you? I would assume you're able to track those. Um, they, it seems okay. I mean, yeah, we are tracking them. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's um, too fast. Um, you know, we kind of wanted it to feel good. We didn't want it to feel. Uh, Oh my God, um, I'm never going to have enough. But at the same time, we also didn't want people to go out and have, um, you know, all their gear in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and we're watching that stuff. Like we're watching it closely. We're watching to see, you know, and we're definitely watching the feedback and what people are saying. Um, as soon as we put in the double Edema for gold members, I, we saw a lot less complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people felt like, yeah, this is cool. This is a good. We wanted to have it in with with the launch of the expansion, but it just didn't it didn't work out. We didn't we weren't able to test it enough and be confident with it because it's kind of scary, right? Like, and we still didn't catch all of the 
little things with it, but we got pretty close. This new token kind of deal um, with everything costing as much as it does, it's sort of given the a, a lot of replity to the advanced solos and the heroic zones and um, maybe add some longevity to the content. But on the other hand, you have the whole grind factor. You know, uh-huh. you need to grind to collect your pieces to get enough to afford, you know, that green gem or whatever. Um, is what's how do you balance that? How do you strike that balance between you know replayability and grind grindiness, or is it is it always a tweak that happens after you know you start one way and you just tweak as you go along? Yeah, I mean it's kind of the nature of an MMO, right? Like we try mm-hmm. to get everything as 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 dead on as we can, but we always expect that we're going to have to to tweak stuff. I mean, <clears throat> if we 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 don't have the option of months and months and months of testing, right? Mm-hmm. We we are constantly trying to get out game updates and more stuff for people to do and more content and we you know, we have as long a beta as we can get away with. Um, so, and we never really get the numbers on beta. I mean, we did, we actually got, we got pretty, pretty, pretty close (laughs) on, um, on getting, you know, a really large amount of people on beta this time. Um, we went out of our way and made sure we had beta rewards and, uh, that, that helped. A lot of people were excited that they could earn some rewards beta testing so we got a lot more people on beta this time than we did for COE. Um, but we did a lot more testing with this. We ran a lot of groups. We ran a lot of, a lot of instances, you know, we, um, at, like we were on, I was on beta basically every day for hours. I went to beta just trying to get people, um, to test stuff. So, um, and I think it worked out. I think it worked out pretty well. But yeah, we're gonna have to make tweaks. I mean, that's kind of the way it goes. And mm-hmm. we also we also try to we, we're not sitting here ignoring people's feedback. We don't send something out the gate and just go, okay, it's done. Let's go <laughs> on vacation and go mm-hmm. drink beer and you know forget about it. We're here, and you know a lot of times we're here more time once we launch the expansion than we were before. That was not mm-hmm. the case this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was here hundred hours a week for quite a while. Ugh. So. You know, that's what we do. That's what we do. And uh, I, I feel like I feel like it worked out pretty good. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, though. What about possibly adding enemies to raid encounters? We used to see that in the past. We used to get shards off other uh, boss mobs that we'd kill during raids. Any chance of seeing them added to TOV raids? Mm, probably not. We're trying to... One of the, one of the biggest... One of the biggest complaints that we had for chains was that um, there was no reason to run heroic content. Um, And that was partly, you know, that was largely in part to some, to some bad decisions we made. Um, We were trying some new stuff. This is, that was the first time we had done all, you know, um, all uh, advanced solos for every single dungeon. We were trying to give people, you know, the the awesomeness of like I can run the entire story as a solo player, right? Mm-hmm. So 
that was new. And uh, <clears throat> we kind of went overboard on the rewards for the advanced solos. Um, we had people running the advanced solos constantly. It ended up kind of being, in my opinion, a disaster. Uh, I think we gave people the wrong idea because we had people running the advanced solos for basically raid quality loot. I mean, yeah, it was the lower end raid quality stuff that we basically designed to drop off of trash and fill in holes. And I, and I think, too, at that time, what that did was it created a whole marketplace for those things in game, too. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. And that was I think that was a I think that was a mistake. Um, I mean, I, I know it was a mistake. So what we did this time around is we really tried to look at the rewards for every play style and design rewards that helped you play that played style and then also gave you this kind of overlap into the next play style. We we did it and we tested it and it felt really good. So I mean you can go into your advanced solos and get your you know your your what is it, your arcane armor. Uh cryptic and cryptic from, from advanced solo. Yeah, cryptic, right. And uh what is it? Cryptic, arcane Potent. Uh, potent and then yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that stuff is supposed to all overlap. Like so if you have four yellow gem cryptic, that stuff is supposed to be well good enough for you to run all of the heroic stuff right mm-hmm. and and the the first tier of heroic stuff works great you know all the way up to the most difficult um works works great all the way up to the most difficult um heroic stuff so that the idea is that there's overlap um and that you know the stuff that you add the gyms to is definitely good enough to do the content ahead right so I mean, obviously, raiders are going to come in and they're going to run just the TOV stuff and get the potent stuff and then get their three gem potent and then fill in their holes with the raid, the raid stuff like we described. Um, we also have the we also have the red gems, which drop off of um, which drop off of, um, you know, certain raid bosses that upgrade the 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 cursed sanctum armor. Um, and then we have the purple gems, which are earned by getting multiple red gems uh, either off of bosses or avatars or <clears throat> that stuff and then that's the best stuff so the tov armor that stuff going in with your purple gems that's your best stuff right that's your top top stuff so it all kind of overlaps i think there's 16 tiers of gear um but you don't have to stick with any specific tier you should be able to upgrade your you know your lower stuff to the top level and have it be good enough to to do what you need to do i mean the mid maxers they're gonna they have to have you know they have to have um that stuff you know they have to have the best of the best of the best so they had people running heroic instances like mad and you know the fact that we changed it so you can run heroic instances every you know 90 minutes and uh yeah it might be it might be a little bit overwhelming i think there might be you know if you really think about it, it's it's a little overwhelming. But I think we gave people what they were asking for, and we also we also set stuff up to where you can't really make bad decisions, um, except at the raid level. I definitely agree; you can make bad decisions at the raid level. Um, but hopefully, those those players are more in a thought process, you know, <laughs> of thinking about their gear and having time to do that stuff. So. Well, let me ask you about, you were just mentioning about bad decision gear. Uh, mm-hmm. 
so far in this expansion, we're seeing that there are a lot more unique effects on items, uh, such as things that increase your damage output, but also are going to do damage to yourself or, uh, worst case, your groupmates. Uh, is this something new that we're seeing a little bit more of? I mean, we, we've seen these in the past with, say, the, the classic bloodthirsty choker, Shard of Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, we seem to get away from that. Now, mm-hmm. those sorts of items are coming back. So going back to what I was talking about, about how we tried to basically design gear for that play style, um, like a lot of the solo stuff is meant to be soloed with, like the aspect of dragon bracelet that we had uh, tons of people that were wearing them in raids and killing each other. So uh, that stuff is obviously designed to for solo play because it hits allies, right? So that bracelet is really awesome for running the advanced solos by yourself with a merc. So Molo or whatever we call mm-hmm. that now. Um, there's also, you know, there's stuff in the in the um, heroics that have kind of the same be- the same benefit to you know, detriment type style. And one of the things we really did was we tried to find raid gear that benefit overall your, your overall raid, right? Not just you. And we're running into a lot of complaints about that stuff. We're running into a lot of complaints that, Hey, this doesn't just pump up my parse, right? Like this item doesn't pump up my parse. It contributes to the raid and uh, I can't see it. So it sucks. Or this item does amazing DPS, but if you don't use it properly, it'll stun your raid. Uh, stuff like that. And uh, the first thing that we saw was raiders going, okay, anybody wears that, I'm going to kick you out of the raid. You know, and uh, that's it, it, it made me sad. It made me hope that there are players who are, you know, can be trusted to use cool items and benefit the entire raid. Um, and not stun the entire raid, but so we're looking at that now. We're looking at stuff and going, okay, well, should we should we make more stuff like this, or should we really just make the killing chamber item that you know pretty much benefits you and no one else? Mm-hmm. So I like seeing all the clicky effects, and you know, it's not so much in the past. It was just you know we got so used to seeing the stats the way they were. You know, it was sort of cookie cutter and you you see something drop and you look at the stats and you go okay i've made my decision about what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna roll on this or not now it's like you really need to read through everything and ooh, look at the clicky and you know i know somebody got one with a a cow on it which was like that was like a huge selling point i want that yeah yeah that's actually a really cool item that item does really good dps yeah so i mean i think it's neat i i hope you don't you know, take away all the fun things. The oh no, we're not. We're not going to take away <laughs> okay. the fun things. Um, I mean, we want to keep the fun. Things. It's just um, some of the stuff we did might have been. A lot of it also falls like in the mechanics of our game, right? So mm. we have a we have a lot of problems with how things display, and so mm. maybe sometimes you know an item that has this really cool benefit that you have to kind of know how to use doesn't explain itself well enough. We tried to add custom descriptions and stuff like that, but yeah, we're we're working on that. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're trying to get to where stuff is more organized in the list of what an item does. So when you look at an item in the description, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is we deal with it so much, it makes sense to us, and 
then it goes out and then it doesn't make sense to the people that it matters that it makes sense to. Um, there are some items in TOV that are just really, we thought were like the most awesome, cool items ever and went over, they did not go over to, 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 you know, <laughs> the best way to say it, they did not go over well. Mm. Um, like one of the ones that we had was this earring that was called, it was called Kepler's Hard Endearing. And the item on average increases each player's in the raids DPS, right? By like 2.3%. The way you're supposed to use it is tank swap if you can't handle the increased damage with your healers. So trade off is, you know, healers have to heal more for the raid, but the raid gets more damage. You're supposed to use tank swaps when you're, when, you know, <clears throat> when the healing gets too hard. So the item is, is doing damage and it's building up decreasing mitigation and it's increasing your crit bonus like every second and so you know you know and to us we thought wow that's a really cool item you know not so much people weren't super thrilled with that one (laughs) (laughs) well i think too because we haven't seen a lot of items like that Mm um yeah on on average players are not prepared to coordinate the things that it might take to use that uh uh, I can share we were in one of the heroics the other day, and turns out after the fact, we figured out why our wizard was getting face-planted so many times, was three people were wearing the uh, kill-your-groupmate bracer, or wrist. And looking at ACT at the end, uh, somebody said 83% of the damage I took in that in that instance was from my own groupmates. Yep, from their bracelets. Yeah, yeah. so they're the ones mowing me down. That really makes it makes those heroic instances challenging. <laughs> and then that poor wizard, have you seen him? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's come back yet. Uh, now, it, it didn't damage those of us who were prepared to deal with and unwittingly were dealing with it through, uh, you know, higher gear choices. He was on the, uh, I will say, he was on the low, low end of the hit point spectrum. Uh-huh. Uh, so whereas I'm sitting at, you know, 500,000, he's sitting at, Two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, so, who do you think is going to wind making it through that encounter a little bit better? Uh-huh. You know, so even though I took a lot of damage, I necessarily didn't die nearly as much as he did because I was prepared to deal with it. Uh, even though I didn't know it was happening, we, we didn't re- actually, in, in fairness, realize this till at the end of the uh, at the end of the instance that we all had had these things on and we're, we're doing this to each other. Right. Um, but we were talking, you know, last time when you were with us, we talked about the best in slot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I think when I first heard about that, I assumed about items like the Drundernecks or uh, the, the Chains of Eternity mounts. Right. Uh, where something – there wasn't anything better. When you got this mm-hmm. item, you were going to wear it all the time because it was the best. Mm-hmm. But now having seen TOV a little bit, BIS is which what we, we condensed best in slot into. BIS is really not necessarily best in slot but maybe more best in style. Right, that it's really the best item for your play style, and that's what we're seeing a lot of in TOV. Are, are we understanding that correctly now? That it's yeah, more style yeah, actually, and slot. That's yeah, that's that's actually dead on. I mean, that's kind of the direction we went. Um, there are some items, like for instance, in heroic content, that are definitely um, being considered best in slot for even raids, like the item I was talking about that has killing chamber that item is totally sought after and everyone wants it. And, but yeah, it is, 
it is kind of more the direction we went. We went more best in style, right? So there are really good, really cool items for advanced solo stuff dropping. And there are, you know, um, but I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. There's, there's some, there's some pretty cool stuff out there and we have a lot of stuff, especially stuff that hasn't been seen. So, and we have a lot more stuff planned. So yeah, I mean, there's more stuff coming. Uh, we'll be doing an update in January. I can't say what, but there'll be some stuff in there and <clears throat> we're just going to keep the ball rolling and hopefully keep people having fun. So cool. But yeah, One of the- best in style is a really good way to put it. <laughs> Making Dell's head swell. Um, <clears throat> changing gears just a, a little bit and going back to the um, those zones, the heroic zones, uh-huh. the the mission givers. Uh-huh. We we were sort of used to seeing those inside after the uh, dungeon finder came out. We're used uh-huh. to seeing those inside the zone, uh, but they haven't been. At, they, we we don't see them now. They weren't in chains. Um, is uh-huh. this? Something you're going to change down the road? Give us the ins- the mission givers inside again, or is that just no? Something probably not. We're, not. we're we're trying to shoot for you know putting everything in one centralized area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it feels better too to have all that stuff in one area because while you're playing, you're seeing tons of other players and you're interacting with them, and and it. <clears throat> Overall, it just makes everything feel more positive and more healthy. And whereas whereas everyone was spread out in their guild halls and you're not seeing anyone. I mean, I mean, now, like we're seeing, you know, multiple instances of the cities up because people are in there uh, doing what they're doing or reforging or just kind of weird because we put a reforger in the in Vespier. Mm -hmm. But uh, people still seem to prefer to go reforge in the cities. Uh, <laughs> that's what i do because it's you know the known i'm in town don't mess with me mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not available yeah. i don't know we're we're always kind of up in the air about how we do things um that kind of stuff and i i feel like it's just better to kind of centralize everything and have people there i mean the missions are shareable correct like, not always that's no. and that's that's the that's where where it gets sticky mm-hmm. um which ones aren't shareable um, like that one, if you where you get the ancient guy at the end, if somebody else has already completed it, they can't share it with you, uh, or if they've already finished off something. You're talking about? Are you talking about the ancestral? Uh, yeah, th- those fellows. So, so oh, that's a totally different system. Okay. Yeah. The the problem is, so you're over. Maybe you're on your way, or you're actually talking to the NPC to get the the quest or something. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes back to old, old days as well. Uh, and somebody clicks to zone you in, and you automatically get sucked in. Mm-hmm. So you could be even talking to a quest NPC at the time, trying to get the turn in or something to get into the right. zone, and you're, get, you're getting sucked in. And I, I can appreciate the one to keep all those sorts of NPCs central and having traffic through those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but if then as a trade-off, could we possibly get a, you know, somebody has attempted to zone you into this instance, do you want to go? Kind of like we see, I think, with Call of the Hero-type spells. Mm. Somewhere I can say, hold on a minute, I'm still interacting with this NPC, be it Quest or, or uh, Mission Giver or something like that. So uh, you're saying you're somebody clicks the zone in and starts to zone you in, and you get a pop-up that says you're you're being zoned into X, do you want to zone? Yes. That kind of thing? Exactly. It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, because I'll tell you, nothing stinks as much as you're flying to get the thing. 
and somebody uh-huh. clicks it, or, or we're actually trying to get the quest update or something. You know, we, we don't see that maybe as often as we did in the past, but you're talking yeah. to the NPC, trying to get the item that we'll use in that instance. They pull mm-hmm. you all the way across the zone, and now you got to go mm-hmm. all the way back. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's where it gets tough, and that's where I would love to see either, you know, it was nice with the guys in the zone, because if you didn't have it, you get it there, or at least give us some way to not be yanked away from what we were doing at that moment. It's interesting. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I can oh. talk to coders about it. I've had two great ideas today. Yeah. <laughs> this, this um, is first. It would probably be even cooler if the box could stay up and then you could finish what you're doing and then click yes and then you would be zoned in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, not to right? go into a full design mode, but even so, um, maybe put it on a timer because people do like the fact that they can zone me in and they'll go make a sandwich. While yeah. they're getting zoned in. Like an opt-out. Uh, right, an opt-out. Or it, you're, you're going to get pulled in 30 seconds later, which would kind of keep what you have today. Uh-huh. But uh, still gives the ability to, exactly as Ellie says, opt out of it. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a bad idea. Uh, let me ask you about reforging. Okay. And this is something I'll, I'll admit I am a bad player because uh, <laughs> I am not a reforger. Right. Uh, it, because I, I sometimes think if it's so crucial to gameplay... Why isn't it already built in with the items? And that's uh, my question. You know, if it's so important to do, then why why isn't it already taken care of for us? Uh, really? <laughs> is the answer choice? I mean, does it just come back to choice, and I need to deal with that? Yeah, I mean, it's one hundred percent that. I mean, that's why that was why we put it in, and that's why we went through. We totally went through and changed it for this expansion, so you could. I mean, one of the big things we did is one-for-one stats. You know, you can reforge 100 DPS into a 100 tax speed or something like that. You know, we, and we also took out all of the the penalties, right? So before you lost stat, right? So if you were going to reforge from one stat to another, you lost a percentage of stat somewhere in the reforging, and we took that out, uh, which was also the reason why we made reforging a bit more expensive because there really isn't any penalties except for obviously the multiplier when you reforge one stat to another, depending on what stat you're reforging to. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, uh, for instance, you know, on my brigand, um, I'm trying to get, you know, my reuse at a hundred percent, but I have a lot of gear that has reuse on it. So I'm reforging reuse into DPS and attack speed and stuff like that. And, uh, with the change that we made with multi-attack, which, I feel is a really good change. Um, you basically flip flop them, right? So mm-hmm. multi-attack and DPS work now exactly the way the others did previously. So <clears throat> you don't need 1,200 multi-attack anymore. You really only need 200. Mm-hmm. And DPS is more like multi-attack. So you're shooting for, you know, 600 uh, for your first, you know, soft cap. So... I don't know. It feels it feels definitely like there's a lot of choice there. Um, you can you know reforge into s- so many stats now. Um, flurry and AOE auto attack became much more powerful uh, with this change. So flurry is basically seven times more powerful than it was, um, and AOE auto attack the same thing. So <clears throat> we did have to reduce some of the amounts of flurry on stuff because it's so powerful now. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of play style there. There's a lot of, you know, 
I'm a I'm a brigand and maybe I might want to go really big on AOE auto attack, whereas I'm a swashbuckler and I don't really need to. So I'm going to really pump my you know attack speed in DPS. Um, and I think too maybe you know one at times I'm overwhelmed by choice. We talked about that earlier. You know mm-hmm. the whole fire hose mode and um, mm-hmm. perhaps always being afraid of making choice. Right. Uh, so you get that deer in the headlight syndromes or that uh, analysis paralysis. Well, I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. so I'll do nothing. Um, and I've been able to get by. Maybe mm-hmm. I've gotten by on I've rode, ridden other people's coattails to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm. But as you you know, we were talking earlier, uh, you know, it wasn't necessary for me to to have to worry because I hit that heal button and they all were instantly full of health and I could go <laughs> back to you know fighting. Right. Right. Mean watching TV. Uh, or or watching TV. Yes. I mean. Yeah. You know. Hey, a good list. Of, yeah. Good episode of also, Blacklist comes on. I, mean, I, I need to know. Basically, what you're telling me is, you know, what I'm saying is true. So you are kind of just putting the gear on and you're not really min-maxing and you are getting by. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you decided, hey, I'm really going to look at my stuff, I I think it depends on the class you play, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have so many classes and so many different builds and it's becoming that, but... You know, um, what do you play, a Templar? I play a Templar, so I'm pretty much the, you know, the stand here and heal through it type guy. Yeah, and Templars are, you know, I guess the the top healers again is what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm doing quite well. You know, I'm holding my own. Um, I, I struggle in the uh, advanced solos, um, basically because sometimes, sometimes they either take too long I have to go through so many iterations of them. I, I do struggle in there at times, I would say. So the vast majority when it comes to doing the solos, uh, I've done them with a, with another person. Uh, yeah. That helps take the edge off, which I think is, you know, is a positive thing, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. Other people yeah, it's positive. My, yeah. Other people in my MMO, shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to play. <laughs> I, have a, I have a Templar that I play, and I have a complete separate solo spec, and I carry a two-hander. And uh, that's what I do is when I play my Templar, I go into my my solo spec, which is basically as a melee spec. I took all the double attack and all that stuff, and uh, I use a two-hander. And to be honest, I crush that stuff. I think Templars can definitely be set up to be awesome. They're also basically unkillable. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm pl- I'm pressing like four buttons uh, playing my Templar and, and cruising through the advanced solos. So I don't, yeah, I don't know, you know, it, uh, yeah, I it's mean, cool that there's all that there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's cool. You can build a battle Templar, you can build a battle inquisitor, a battle priest, and, and you can go in there and, and just be like, rawr with your two hands. <laughs> I, I am carrying I a two hander awesome. now. I, I'm absolutely carrying one. I haven't had one before, and I don't think I think maybe never in my ever quest to experience. I've always, you know, because uh, again that uh, that healer, you know, that shield with the one hander, uh, mm-hmm. that the you know uh, defensive type healer. Um, and you're right. I am at times completely unkillable, and we've we have we call it turtling. Mm-hmm. I stand there and I just I'll heal through this thing, right. hoping the mob gets tired. Um, you know, at times. So, uh, and that's worked even in in, uh, in group mode. Here, I'll just go total uh, total turtle mode and just stand here and heal, 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 and we'll get through. That you guys deal with what you do well, and I'll do what I do well. Maybe I could be doing it better had I visited the reforger. And please don't tell anybody that. Uh, but sometimes it's it's again it's that 
uh, too much choice. I, I'm sometimes overwhelmed. Right. Well, you don't right. have to make the choice either. I mean, I think it's cool that you can go. There's more than one way to go. There's not just one direction. Follow this road and don't look. Don't you know? Don't color outside the lines. You know, you can you can do other things. And I think I'm I'm envisioning like you're talking about your battle Templar there, Kander, and mm-hmm. um, like I'm uh-huh. I'm envisioning the angry face Templar, but I'm picturing Dell as being the hiding behind the tank kind of. Sorry, no Templar is was- like Templar's like you're wearing plate armor and you're right. you're you know you're supposed to be a beast. You're supposed to get in there and and rock it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I I am. Um, I had a lot of people like, I guess it was around the time that we launched Velius saying, Oh, Templars can't solo. Right. Mm. And, uh, they suck at soloing and they take forever to solo stuff. And so during the Velius beta, that's all I played was a Templar in the overland. And I messed with the, with the setup and I messed with the AAs and I talked to Zelgod who, you know, knows every ability and what it does and how I can, you know, min max my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I built a battle Templar and I was killing heroic stuff solo with that battle Templar cool. in beta, you know, like I was like, okay, I have these three damage abilities. I'm timing them between my auto attacks and I have these two heals and basically nothing can kill me. And mm-hmm. it, it felt really cool. So, and I honestly feel that that potential is there for every class. I play a beast lord. I play a brigand. I have a shadow knight. I have a fury. I have an inquisitor. I have um, a berserker. I have a necro. Uh, I have a dirge, which is probably my least favorite um, to play, and definitely my least favorite to play in raids. <laughs> <laughs> So are are we going to see uh, the day return when we can have a wizard tank a zone? Because we used to oh, be able to do that. Probably not. No. <laughs> well, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Um, I think as people go through the new content and they progress, and also as you see guilds getting deeper and deeper into Temple of Ishan, uh, you're going to see more and better stuff that's going to let you let you kind of lapse back into some of those play styles once you have you know the really awesome stuff um i think you can get to that way in any play style i think you can get to where you're a total beast in advanced solo playing a necro i was playing a necro and i was quite enjoying it um so yeah i mean maybe not you're not going to probably become the wizard that tanks you know temple of Vishan raids that's probably never (laughs) well Maybe not raids, but maybe a but, little bit of heroic stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool that you can, you know, um, play outside of the boundaries of your character or of your class if you put enough effort into it and kind of like um, min max a little bit. Right. On well, I think the outlier. Yeah, I think that's there for everyone, though. I mean, mm-hmm. it really, like I was saying, how many different classes I play, and and I was, you know, I've been playing a shadow knight and. I did not understand the subtlety and all the extra stuff you can do on a Shadow Knight. And when you really dig down deep in it, it's pretty cool. Like a Shadow Knight has some really cool combos with certain AAs and prestige. And I mean, I'm finding something new every day. So the people, our players who play one class and they play it super well, they I think the sky is the limit for them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the direction we're going. Like you should always be able to get better and, 
and improve your character. And, you know, I, I mean, <clears throat> the top, top people, you know, the top guilds, mm-hmm. you're going to hit a ceiling eventually, but hopefully we'll be able to, you know, supply content enough to, to keep it interesting. So I hope, I mean, we're trying as hard as we can. We have, you know, stuff coming out in January, stuff coming out early in the year after that. So, so we have plans for some, some cool stuff. I can't give any specifics, but mm-hmm. we do have more um, Tears of Vishan content coming to add to what we've put out. So, And we're already in full planning mode for Expansion 11. So, uh, Let me ask you something that Holly said when we last interviewed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish I had followed up with her on this question or the statement when she made it was she said that gear will now affect gameplay more than ever. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that now that we're, we're getting into the expansion a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, what I'd like to ask is, you know, how does, where, where does knowing your class or where does player skill fit in? Because if gear is so incredibly important, it really can make and break you. But it seems that skill is being kind of put, put uh, on the back burner a little bit. Oh, definitely not. I mean, I, I, I totally disagree. I, I, I play with another Shadow Knight who has the same gear, and that guy trounces me. I mean, he knows his class inside and out. He knows the subtleties of of his casting order. He has his his you know combat arts arranged in order of DPS to refresh time. He he's got a special way that he adorns his gear. That's all skill. I mean, his skill is there. His skill is tenfold mine, and you know he. He'll get better and better gear, but I mean, there's always that superstar, you know, there's always the guys that really play their class and understand the subtleties of their class. And those guys are going to be better. I mean, period. I've seen, I've been in raid guilds and I've seen guys who come from other servers, from other guilds, and they're wearing not as good a gear as what the raid guild is currently wearing. And they, they, they kick butt like they come in and they do amazing dps on an assassin and they're wearing lesser gear than what we're wearing that's skill right that guy really knows how to play his assassin i i don't think that i don't think skill is being put on the back burner at all i think it's the i think it's the edge i think it's the you know what makes you better than you know the other people that play that class i mean i play a brigand mostly for raiding and there's the difference between the brigand who goes in and does 80 bajillion dps and doesn't debuff and then there's the guy that does decent debuff and keeps his does decent dps and keeps his debuffs off and and you know plays the class the way it's supposed to be played and doesn't get killed in aoes and that kind of stuff so i I think skill is always going to be there and always going to be the the top top factor one of the things we're seeing with um the way gear is now or the itemization and the changes we've seen is um, when people are looking for group and they're, mm-hmm. they're looking to fill a spot, um, they're asking for a minimum crit chance, mm-hmm. sort of a measuring stick. Mm-hmm. And Dell and I were talking about this, that, that it seems kind of like an artificial gear score in a way. How it's really you- not. It's really not, though, because we took all the crit chance adornments and open them up to every slot so Mm -hmm. you can put on 80 crit chance adornments if you want so it really isn't i'll be honest with you the Mm -hmm. crit avoidance is the last mechanic 
that I dislike. Um, I would love to get rid of it and I'm sort of planning on getting rid of it. So I, I'm not a fan of it. I would like to turn crit into maybe a contested stat that has an overkill stat. So the more crit you have, the more uh, something else you get. We have a lot of ideas that we're throwing around that I'm kind of excited about. But um, if we don't come up with something that's just hands down better and cooler than, which that's what happened, you know, with Temple, with Tears of Ishan. We were looking at it and we just didn't have the plan, right? Yeah, I mean, we're everything is about playing the game and everything is about getting the gear, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we opened up crit chance adornments. So you can mm-hmm. buy the crappiest crit chance adornments, uh, and throw them on everything. Uh, if you're wearing all overland solo gear, you should have very close to enough crit to run advanced solos. No problem. How do you, you... Want to throw on a couple of crit adornments? I don't know. I've found mm-hmm. like me as I'm running them, I'm really close depending on what gear I'm using. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing, I was playing a healer and, I was like, wow, my crit chance is really low when I first zoned into the Nexus. And then I, I looked at my stuff and I was like, well, I'm using a two-hander. So I switched to a one-hander shield and all of a sudden my crit chance went up sky you know, sky high. I was like, oh, okay. So And I threw on a few adornments and I was good. So, I, yeah. I think, I think what I fear, at least as a, fe- as a player, is that you know, other fellow players are creating this you-must-be-this-tall-to-ride-the-ride type mm-hmm. scenario. That's always been there, though. It's always right. been there. Uh, and, um, well, maybe it's more exaggerated now because we have this one number that everybody kind of seems to point to, whether or not you know uh, having that number is, is guaranteed success or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's just pointing at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, well, but I mean, it's always been there. There's you've always seen people you know looking for group must have 300 AAs or something like that, or you you know, I mean, <clears throat> it also depends on what you're running. If you're running you know, Vulox Dominion, then absolutely they want people that have the right amount of crit chance and to succeed, mm-hmm. you know. They don't I think want sometimes, to... unfortunately, that crit chance number equates to your skill. In you people's know, minds. In people's minds, exactly. I think what, what I was getting at or what we were kind of thinking about is like, um, it's not gear score. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have gear score, but people treat it like a gear score. They treat something right. like a gear score. Right. So I guess without a gear score, I, I think I, that that's totally wrong. Like because right. of what, like what I just said, right. it, it definitely doesn't equate to anything because right. I could be wearing all overland gear and right. I could stick two crit chance adornments in every single slot on my stuff and have mm-hmm. enough crit chance to go raid. That's what I did. So yeah, I mean, well, you, and it you should be didn't able make to me do any that, better. but it's, well, it didn't, but it's it didn't definitely me... not a gear score. <laughs> no, and it didn't make me any better. I'll tell you that right, right now. Right. Okay. It made you. It made you crit more, and you me... were above the crit avoidance. But uh, no, yeah. it, it made me not have to sit. That basically is all it did for me. <laughs> so, okay. You, 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 but you, but you, see, on one hand, that's cool that that flexibility is there, right? So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm not done. Whereas I'm not, before, uh, you would have just had to sit there and go, okay, yes, I got to go run some heroics. Right. Right. Exactly. So, but how yeah. do you feel about gear score? I mean, we, we don't have gear score in EQ2. And it's we almost actually, like a we dirty actually word. do have a gear score. It's um, hidden. It's hidden, yeah. Okay. Um, and we were talking about using it in future stuff, but we would probably never show it. Um, it's one of those things like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of 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 it because i believe there's players who have adequate gear and are fantastic players and 
will do just fine in X content. So gating people um, from going into something because of gear score is another. I mean, I realize crit avoidance is kind of like that, but that was part of the reason why we opened up <clears throat> letting you have crit chance adornments on every single slot. So, mm-hmm. um, so that way you don't have to go run you know, 50 advanced solos before you can play in a heroic, that kind of thing. So when you talk about gear score and it being hidden, if you were to use it, it would be hidden and it would be used potentially as a mechanic to, like, say, in Dungeon Finder, set up a right. group behind the we scenes. Were talk- we were talking to- about using it for, like, when we put in something that's <clears throat> that we consider to be challenging content. So mm-hmm. Vulok's Dominion, say, for example... Uh, you know, we would say this zone has a suggested gear score of X, like that kind of thing. But all behind but, the scenes. But behind the scenes, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I would. I would never want to not let someone <clears throat> into a zone uh, because of that. Because I think there are players who, you know, I know. I know a guy that plays an Inquisitor that can literally play in every single style, no matter what gear he's wearing, mm-hmm. just he's a dynamo. So you don't ever want to hold those kind of players back either. So it's more of a suggestion, right? We're just saying it's kind of like back in the day when you, when we were, you know, when we were EQ GMs and uh, you were playing on Ralos Zek and you were ticketing the GMs cause you were getting ganked constantly. And uh, it's kind of like, perhaps you might want to try a blue server, that right. kind of thing. <laughs> You know, I know somebody who of... rolled. I know somebody who rolled on Rallis without knowing what it was, and just kept with it. And like, you know, that was his EQ experience. Was uh-huh. you know, just this is how it is. This is just the way things are. Right, yeah. and that's exactly why I never played on those surfers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of that sort of thing, like suggesting you might want to look at your gear and that kind of stuff. And crit avoidance kind of does that. But not really now. I, like one of my ideas with it is is because um, I really liked I really liked it back in the day when you got a crit and the crit was awesome. You know, you're like, oh, we were rolling on so and so, and I used an assassinate and I critted on it and it hit for you know bajillions of points and the mob said what you know like what did you just do to me. And now I thought that was totally awesome. So like one of the things we're throwing around is like basically putting crits back into crit. So your crit chance gives you a percentage chance to have a legendary crit, right? So basically you will get a crit and say the crit is five times your max damage. So, you know, every hundred percent crit you have over a hundred um, you gain X percentage to get a legendary crit. And then we even got to the point where we were saying, well, how about, you know, how about a mythical crit, which is like, you know, like 10 times your base damage on that spell. You know, you have a 0.01% chance to, you know, and that kind of like brings back the bragging rights and the fun, like, holy crap, did you see that crit I just did, you know? Um, that sounds fun to me. I always, I always, I always really liked that. Like I yeah. liked... Oh, look at that crit I got on sniper shot, you know, or something like that. You know. Yeah, it, it's bring, cool. It brings back to me the feeling of actually rolling a a, a twenty on a d twenty, right? right? It, <laughs> it, oh, now I get to do something, you know, because I did an awesome thing. Now I just seem to have crit chance, so I can just be competitive. 
Well, so you can, yeah, so you can just crit, but I always have to crit in order to be, keep my head above water. Right. It's it's almost like a normalizer now, as opposed to a outstanding, you know, mythical move, like you said, kind of thing. So we can be even that much more awesome. Which is why, which is why I, you know, totally want to get rid of it. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the next expansion that we will. Uh, are you guys able to monitor what people wear? Uh, what wear? Do you guys get reports on that sort of stuff? And does that sort of influence your decisions on what to itemize or how to itemize? We do not get reports on what people wear, but we do look. I mean, we have an easy way to see your gear. Um, so we do do a lot of looking. Um, when we do you know, itemization, we will look and see like, <clears throat> like we're itemizing for tanks. Let's look and see what tanks are wearing, right? Because we want to see, you know, what they're wearing. We obviously always try, and, and people are going to laugh at this, but it's true. We do try to, you know, look at people's gear and say, okay, what are they wearing? Let's try to make something you're going to use as opposed to something you're not going to use. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's always there. Um, we are not always successful, mm-hmm. but it's also comes coupled with trying to make, new and interesting effects. We're really trying to make unique stuff now. Um, Zelgod put a lot of time and effort into making unique effects. Um, some of them have been super hits and some of them have not. So, um, you know, we'll be tweaking stuff that's not a big hit and we'll be, you know, like we're definitely going to do things different um, in in the next raid content we do, so... Well, I'll tell you, anytime you, anytime you add cows mm. to a proc, it's a win. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cows. I more, hate cows. More, <laughs> more cows. Well, more wasn't, animals. There, wasn't there already the cow pult or something, too? Yes. They're very yeah. popular. I guess yeah. people like to launch them at things. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like launching cows? Yeah. I guess it's, it's EQ2's version of tipping them, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You've been getting the word out about a lot of things, and I think the uh, the Magna Carta that you guys wrote about itemization, uh, I think, was phenomenal this time around. It's something we necessarily haven't been seeing in the past. You know, uh, I've often said you play the game one day uh, on Monday, one on Monday night, one way, and then expansion launches on Tuesday, and you're playing a whole new game, and you don't know why. You know, uh, right. unless you've actively been pursuing all the beta forums, which then you know get archived off, and you can't read them anymore. Right. Uh, and so I think the Magna Carta that you guys put out uh, was really cool. And I think you, you coming on here and talking with us about itemization, trying to get your message out. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something we're going to continue to see going forward? Because uh, I yeah, like it absolutely. and would like to see absolutely. you continue. In fact, I want to try to I want to try to come up with ways that I can be even more, you know, um, that we can be more transparent about it um, and what we're doing. We We don't want. We don't want it to be a guessing game. I mean, obviously, we want to put enough stuff in that that you have all the choice in the world. Uh, we might start, you know, cutting back on some of that choice. Um, we got to find that sweet spot, you know, where it's like, oh, this feels good, and you know, I, I feel like I'm getting what I need. Um, there's probably some other changes we're going to make. You know, we're going to put in the tier four heroic potent stuff again uh, in January. So. People will be able to get the four gym heroic stuff. Um, we kind of wanted to hold back on that to add an extra thing for people to shoot for later on. Uh, we're going to probably be adding some more AA points in the future, so you have more points to get your extra expensive inlines. Okay, um, excellent. Stuff like that. 
but yeah, I mean, the the especially with the, the so I called it an itemization Magna Carta at Fanfare because uh, that was what came to my brain. I'm a history I'm a history major, so and uh, we kind of stuck with that. It's just kind of here is the roadmap to where we're going. Mm-hmm. I don't feel it's even close to what I would like it to be. We're gonna work some more on it in January uh, to get you know even more stuff added to it. Um, right now we're looking at PVP. Uh, we're trying to plan some changes, uh, for PVP in January. We're going to really try to make a big push to, to fix some of the low hanging fruit stuff for PVP. I know PVP players think that we don't pay attention or watch what's going on. And Nagafen has had, you know, some problems, but, we're, we're, we're definitely going to look at stuff. I mean, I'm hoping we can add a new battleground uh, here soon. Um, I know the, the three maps are probably growing stale. Mm-hmm. It's really just the battle against, you know, how much can we get out at a time? Because we really want to focus on the next expansion being good-sized and having, you know, a lot of content and <clears throat> making it, you know, something you definitely want to want to do, so... We're doing a lot of extra planning. We're planning some kind of crazy stuff for the summertime. But yeah, I I think it's hard, right? Because we, we talked to our players and we said, hey, you know, would you rather have bigger game updates or would you rather have bigger expansions? And you get 20 of this and 30 of that in the answers. So mm. We're going to try to keep game updates to where game updates are cool and interesting, but I think we're going to make a bigger focus on making bigger, more vast expansions, at least what the what we can do, right? Like what we have the ability to get out. Yeah. I, I think too, EQ2 you know, is doing really well and EQ2 is going forward and we're, you know, we're planning future stuff. So and we're excited. I think getting that message out there, you know, explaining the, the what is changing in, and why is it changing? Uh, you know, and I have to say, I've re- reread the Magna Carta. There's still pieces of it. I'm still still digesting, even at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some I, I'm uh, I'm uh, I learn by actually doing it, not by just reading it. So right. that I can read it. And I, I I understand gems. I, I didn't get gems in the beginning. Well, now I see them in play, and I oh, now that makes a lot more sense. Let me go back and reread that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having those sort of reference materials, and that's something I've kind of always been beating the drum about is, mm-hmm. you know, how to succeed, how to play the game, you know, uh, you know, coming from the red names. Right. You know, sometimes players have a lot of good ideas, but sometimes they're just ideas or theories or speculations. Sometimes when, when you guys come out with it and say, this is how it is and this is the way it works, you know, I think that goes a long way, especially when there's so much change at times. Right. Yeah, and players do have a lot of really good ideas. Um, I spend a lot of time on the forums. I don't um, get to spend as much as I can, but um, and I also do get tons of PMs, and I always try to answer PMs. Uh, if anyone PMs me, that's not telling everyone that's listening to this go out and PM me though. Um, <laughs> but I do try to I do try to answer PMs. Sometimes you're just going to get a yes or a no. Uh, sometimes you know you're going to get a we'll look at that, and then sometimes you're going to get a detailed answer. So, um, there's, there's some stuff that we can't talk about and, but we, I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to like, you know, 
make that clear too. Like the the things, the stuff we can't talk about is just stuff that's coming, right? That mm-hmm. isn't done or isn't even in development yet. But I mean, as far as the direction of our itemization and the and the direction of how we want people to play the game, I think we can talk about it and we should talk about it. And you know, or maybe you know, you were talking earlier about. Uh... Uh, that particular item that, you know, players you didn't see really taking advantage of it the way that you guys had envisioned it. Right. Coming along with maybe a, a message that says, hey, have you, ever, have you guys ever thought of doing something like this? You know, I think that, that goes a long way to helping us as players understand what direction to go. We, I don't think we want to be spoon-fed. Right. Uh, but and sometimes... That's the, that's the fine cool. line, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we... Mm-hmm. The, the other thing is, and for me, this is the biggest thing for me, is I don't want to treat any of my players like they're dumb, right? Like I want to treat them with respect and assume that they're going to figure stuff out. So um, <clears throat> that's kind of, there's a, there's that line, line to walk. Um, you know, when there's a, when there is an item out there that is totally not seen the way that we see it, there's also that perception value battle, right? Like maybe that's not the direction we should have gone with it. And maybe we should change it. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to think about. Uh, and certainly, and there's some in some cases it's it's a little bit more black and white. And uh, mm-hmm. I think of EQ two wires. Uh, they come out with an FAQ each time we have an expansion, mm-hmm. and they, they do a really good job at that. And it answers mm-hmm. a lot of the high level questions about you know where to go, how do you get there, mm-hmm. where the zones are. Here's mm-hmm. your approximate difficulty level. So don't guy don't try zoning yourself into Vulax there day one. Probably right. not go so well. Right. Uh, uh, or you know, I heard about this during beta. What did it? Is it uh, still like this? You know, the uh, mm-hmm. hey, I heard everybody needs to be flagged to get into yeah. the raid. Is that true? Not anymore. Right. Uh, in a condensed, you know, couple page format. And then there's right. always like the TLDR version mm-hmm. <laughs> for those who don't feel like reading the whole thing. So yeah. Well, so that like Felden, he you know Felden's awesome, and he came and talked to me and said, "Hey, can I get a tour on beta?" and and kind of know what's going on. And I said, absolutely. He's really been doing an awesome job supporting us and like, you know, being that awesome player site. Um, I think EQ2 Wire has grown and become so much more awesome and they have a lot of cool stuff going on there. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and, and, and Felden and I get along quite well, you know, so Mm -hmm. I made a, I made a huge effort to make sure he had info because he's going to make the huge effort, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and and he deserves that from me because he's going to put so much effort into it. Um, I deserve I, he deserves my my attention and my effort too. So, um, and you know, we put together other stuff for you know for the other sites who want it and who want to talk about it. But Feldon's really passionate about it. So, mm-hmm. um, and he really does care. Like he's you know. He's in a way. He's our number one fan. <laughs> oh boy! Um, I hope he. We hope he's not listening because I don't know how he'll get his head through the um, door now, right? <laughs> but, but also, you know, yeah, he can. He can be. He can be fly off the handle in that direction too. So um, I'm glad that I've that I've developed a relationship with him where he can say, "Hey, dude, what the hell is up with this?" Right. <laughs> Right, right. And so, between uh, both the wire and that their EQ2U player site, uh-huh. uh, invaluable resources to players. I think you know at, at the top end spectrum, and you know that Joe Sixpack who doesn't have a lot of time to invest, he can get the the, the TLDR uh, version that that 
uh, Ali was talking about a moment ago, you know, out of that site and, and, you know, view all that stuff that uh, your, your stats and see your see your uh, your character and all the check marks that he's earned and those sorts of things. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or look at the other Templars that I often do yeah. on on to uh-huh. see what they're wearing, uh, to see what I should be chasing. What are the folks at the yeah. next tier up for me have on? Well, that's that's a good path too, right? Is you know you're you know, you you put your stuff on and you make your decisions and then you look at you know I'm sure there's a lot of people that go oh, I'm going to go look at the top. Templar in this guild, right, and mm-hmm. yep. see what he's see what he's doing, mm-hmm. and let him do kind of some of the thought process for me. <laughs> well, yes, and, and I, well, uh, nobody's saying let me go and look and see what Dell's wearing. Yeah. Uh, certainly, radiators who have mandatory adornment requirements, for example. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, they're not looking at your stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, they may be. It may be to point and laugh, but. Uh, so is there anything else you want to talk about itemization while we have you here or, or the direction or where things are going in EQ2? I think I, I think I feel like covered a lot of it. Um, can you can you think of anything? I, I think you, this, this has been great. Uh, you've certainly given us a few uh, glimpses behind the curtain for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to live up to my nickname, Candid Candor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I try hard to to walk the line between giving people too much information and and also you know keeping people excited about the game. Um, I'm a huge fan of the game and a huge fan of our players. So, and I'm I'm constantly trying to think about <clears throat> how things are going to affect you. And and since I'm in the position now where I can put you know this information out there, then I think it's the right way to go, especially. With EQ2 being, you know, nine years old, and we're crazy healthy for a nine-year-old MMO. It's really fantastic, and obviously we owe it all to the people who play the game and are huge fans. But we're here, and we do care. I I know that there's some people um, that don't believe that, but we do. I do encourage people to to PM me on the forums if you have questions that you feel like you're not getting answers to, and I will do my best to seek out answers for you. <clears throat> so there's sometimes there's going to be stuff that I just flat can't tell you, but we're moving more and more out of that direction, right? Like we even, we even had Zelgod post all kinds of math mm-hmm. and uh, people went, what the, what is this? <laughs> we don't even know what to do with this. And then some people, you know, were just so excited they couldn't contain themselves. Hopefully we're going to do a lot more of that stuff. I kind of am at the point now where I need to know what people want to know. Obviously with itemization, we're going to keep, you know, try to keep people in the loop as far as anything we do. So well, um, if what I'd really like to know, if you wouldn't mind give us, give us, giving us the strat to that first encounter in TOV, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Santalac. I don't know. We haven't even got in the door yet. We we just got ourselves. Uh, we just finished up at Curse Sanctum the other day. So uh, if there's any strats you want to mail me, that I'd be more than happy to read those. And if you've got the act timers already done for me, that'd even be better. Strat is push buttons better, Doug. Right. <laughs> make, make the mobs held zero before you before your own, right? Yes. All right. Yes. So then let's say, you know, Kinder, thank you very much for taking time out of out of your very busy schedule to join us here and chat with us about. Uh, the, the new items that we're seeing in TOV. My pleasure. Uh, and then we should probably also say uh, thank you to everybody who took the time to download the podcast. We sure hope that you enjoyed it. And we also want to give a big thank you to this week's uh, corporate sponsor, Navia. 
Nivea, Nivea. I got it right this time. I even Nivea. Wrote even wrote it down phonetically, and I can't get it right. Uh, get that touchably soft skin that you love, Allie, with 25% more in the new stylish bottles. And uh, you can discover how to get the smoothest, sensational skin care over there at Nivea, Nivea USA. I'm never going to get that right. NiveaUSA.com. Check out all their products, Allie, if you like your smooth skins. You can uh, email us if you'd like to reach us. I'm at Ellie at EQ2Talk.com. And if your skin is rough, <laughs> you can contact me on Delmont at EQ2Talk.com. You can reach us in game. I'm at EQ2.unrest.alicious, A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. And I'm EQ2.unrest.delmont, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. You can also join our in-game chat channel, which is EQ2.unrest.eq2talk. You can also check us out over there on the Facebook, where we are, facebook.com slash EQ2Talk. Or follow us on Twitter at EQ2Talk. Hope you all come back for episode number 74 and say, need before greed, Allie. Oh, need before greed, unless there's a shiny. Sorry, someone's talking to me. You guys can edit this, right? (laughs) No. I think that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> How was it pronounced? Nivea. 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 What did I say? Nivea. Nivea. Okay. So typical. Machine. Yes. Tears of machine. Tears of machine. <laughs> I just caught that. It's true. I mispronounce Vishan as machine all the time. It's a floor wax and a hair care product at the same time. It is totally. <laughs>